Welcome to the Skill Stadium, a podcast for the skilled trades, where you can learn about the opportunities and benefits of working in the skilled trades from business owners, hiring managers, and the hardworking, talented professionals. And now, your host, Keith Williams. This is Keith Williams with the Skill Stadium Podcast. Today, you are going to learn from a guest about how to use social media to increase your online presence and how you can use your skill sets to pivot into a, uh, a career of your choice. My guest today is Jennifer Klein. She's a full-time woodmaker and flag maker. She grew up in Newton Falls, Ohio. It's a small town where, and then she attended the Art Institute of of Pittsburgh, where she earned a fashion and marketing degree. Jennifer met the man of her dreams, a (laughs) handyman who could fix anything. They were going to need those skills because they had an old farmhouse that they were going to have to fix up. That was their dream. And so uh, this dream turned into a nightmare when, uh, uh, you know, they had a tragedy. They were try- they were remodeling the old farmhouse room by room, and Jennifer's involvement was really limited. And to design work, holding the end of the tape measure, and tragedy really hit them when her husband unfortunately was killed on her son's fourth birthday, and by a distracted driver. So she overcame this tragedy by learning new skills and fulfilling the vision she and her husband had of remodeling this farmhouse. She's a remarkable woman of faith who has reinvented herself and bounced back from tragedy. And she's most proud of her children and setting an example for women that they can fix and do anything they want. Please welcome Jennifer Klein to the Skill Stadium Podcast. Jennifer, how are you doing today? I'm awesome, Keith. And I really, I thank you for having me on it and allowing me the chance to tell my story. Excellent. Well, Jennifer, it's my pleasure. I thank you for agreeing to this. You know, one of the things I will say with Jennifer is there's a lot of information out there on you and it made it it made it a lot easier to research you. And so one of the things I wanted to emphasize to people is the importance of having a strong online presence. Yeah. I can't stress that enough. And Jennifer is a prime example of that. And also, like I said, the ability to reinvent yourself because yes. life hits you. It and does. So, yeah. <laughs> and and I'll, I'll say this. One of the things that has really impressed me with Jennifer is she understands the importance of gauging, engaging her audience on public media, on, on social media. And so one of the things that, like I said, that that I, I wanted to ask her about is why do you think it's important to respond to people who comment on your social media posts? Can you share with us? Sure. Well, just because if they've taken the time to reach out to me and to say and compliment me and say that they've liked something or that maybe I inspired a project that they did on their own, I really, really try. Now, sometimes it's not possible to reply to every single person, but I really try to at least like just it's just the right thing to do. You know, if they took the time to tell me that they liked something that I did, then then I feel I should reciprocate that. Yeah. So yeah, that's really important. Yeah, no, no, I agree 100%. You know, and it says a lot to you about your character and who you are, because, you know, if somebody walked up to you and said a compliment, hey, I really enjoy what you do, or yeah. you do great work, I admire you, you wouldn't just look at them and keep walking. You'd... <laughs> you wouldn't, exactly. <laughs> you know, I would hope you'd exactly. say, well, thank you, you know, which is normal. So I think that people have to realize how they act on social media is a reflection of the type of person they are, you know? Yeah. So like I said, I really wanted to emphasize that because that was the thing that really jumped out to me because you do have a very big following and I've seen people who have big followings who don't do what you do. And (laughs) it makes a difference, I'm sure, you know. Yeah, I really, really try. And like I said, you know, it isn't possible. And sometimes I'll go back to an old post 
that I'm no longer getting an alert on. And mm -hmm. I'll see that people commented and I'm like, oh my goodness, they probably feel like I blew them off and didn't respond. So I really, really try. So if I don't, then it just, you know, maybe that those alerts aren't showing up in my feeds anymore. And, but I really, really try. So I, I do appreciate the people that follow me and support me and, and really try to give them love back. Yeah, no, I appreciate, I, I, I appreciate mm -hmm. that. Talk to us about like growing up, you know, because you are very handy and, you know, we're, I, you know, we want to show that women are just as handy as, as men. And, and, and because it's a traditional field that we don't always see that. Right. Talk to us about growing up as a child, how that shaped you into the woman that you are today? Well, I was not handy as a child, okay. but I was, I've always been creative. As a child, I always had like a little corner. My mom had a little table for us kids. And I pretty much took over that. I had scrap pieces of paper. I always had clippings. I had markers, paint, and, and I was very creative. And my nickname back then was Jenny the Messmaker. <laughs> and you know what? And I, I, I'm pretty much still a messmaker but I was not handy. I had a dad who was a welder, very skilled in his craft. But you know, I, I was one of three girls. So he would be out working in his garage. And I guess I probably wasn't really interested in that type of thing back then, but I really wish my dad would have grabbed us, you know, and said, hey, come out and maybe shown us the basics. But this was a different time. That was back in, you know, I was born in 71. Yep. So it really wasn't common for dads to grab their daughters and take them out in the garage and show them what they were doing. So really that didn't, although he comes over now, my dad's still around, he's 80 oh, and he nice. comes around, he'll stop in and we'll sit out in my shop and he'll, you know, see what I'm doing. And so we have that time now. Yes. Um, but so, yeah, the handy thing really didn't come into being until the tragedy of, you know, which was the loss of my husband. Sure. And that was 12 years ago. And that's really where I had to fill in the gaps from the things that he did around here. And I basically, I had to learn. Yes. There was really no other way around it. Yeah. And now were you are you able now, because I I do know in, in listening to your bio that it was important for you to be able to carry on that tradition for your children. Yeah. Uh, were you able to help them, you know, with your husband obviously not there? Were you able to pick up that mantle and sort of show him some of the things that he was going to teach them? Yeah. Yes. And actually, my son, I'm very proud of him. He's a junior. This is going to be his path. He wants to be a carpenter. Awesome. He's a junior. He's going to our local trade school and he absolutely loves it. And I know his dad is proud. Yes. My daughter, not so much. Uh, she's working. Actually, it's a company that I found through social media. They hired her. Oh, nice. Uh, so she's she has a psychology degree. She just finished Kent State University. I'm very awesome. proud of her. Um, awesome. So she has a bachelor's degree in, in psychology. So I think that maybe this company she'll do something in human resources. I'm not sure, but she does watch. Okay. Um, you know, like she'll say, hey, hey, mom, my tires need filled up. And I'll say, you need to watch me and learn how to do these small handy things. And she was really happy. She got something through Walmart. It was like a little side dresser and she put it together on her own. Nice, nice. And she was really happy with that. And um, so like there's small things and, and she has time, but um, yeah, both kids, I'm really proud of them. I, I hope to share things that Gary would have taught them. Definitely. And you know what? Tell them that it's going to save them money. 
I know. I have to pay somebody <laughs> else to do it. And you know, mom, you've you've got as a mom, you've got your life now. You've got things you have to do. So you you're not always going to be there to, right. to put things together for them. You know, so right. it's important for them to get a little bit more independent and be able to do those things. So yeah. uh, now your son now being a junior, you have one more year with. I guess your daughter is now moved out on her own, and she's kind of she still lives here. She oh, lives with me. She's only twenty four. I mean, she's twenty four, okay. so she's welcome to live here. You know, as long and. So she until it's time to, to to leave but yeah my son's here he's gonna be 17 in july and okay. he just loves what he's doing he's awesome found his little niche in making um like cutting boards and mm-hmm. he's sold i've posted a few of those on linkedin and he's already had customers and he i'm really proud and maybe someday we'll work together Definitely. Definitely. I mean, he has, he has a great mentor and a great example. So, you know, he, he's going to learn from you, obviously. So that's great. So now you use, uh, you know, you're having, you look like you have a lot of fun on social media. I do. (laughs) Uh, Tell me what you enjoy the most about the work that you do. You know what? It's something I can't shut off. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like these ideas, I have to keep a notebook. Or I'll just see something. That's what I love specifically about TikTok is I feel like it really breeds ideas. And I'll see something that maybe is completely unrelated Mm -hmm. to what I do, but I'll see a trend. And, you know, they, they crop up daily on TikTok, new ideas. And I think, oh, my gosh, that's perfect. I have to find a way to use that trend and put my little woodworking spin on it and inject my personality into it. And that in and of itself is really fun. Like thinking of new ways or I'll see something and go, oh my gosh, I have to, I have to do that. Um, so I'm constantly putting ideas in my phone or writing things down. And it's, it's just really, I get a kick out of that. Yeah. And, and I, I think creatives are extremely valuable. You have to think about anything we have in life what we're on right now is Zoom. Somebody yeah. had to create that. Somebody had to have yeah. an idea and think about it. And I think a lot of people really underestimate the importance of having that skill set. It, it, it's one of the reasons I'm sure why you have a big following and a lot of people do enjoy your work because it's it's something you've created. Nobody else has done it yeah. but you. Yeah. And, and so again, I, I think anything that we have that's great, that we enjoy, that things, the things that we take for granted, someone had to create it. So exactly. I, I can't emphasize how important that is. Now, I can't either. Creativity for me, if I can take a little side note with that, for me, creativity has really been a saving grace. And I know there's a lot of people right now going through a really rough time with yes. being stuck in their homes or their jobs are taken or whatever. And so for me, I would encourage those people that are having a hard time to find, figure out what it is that you like to do that is creative. Because for me, it is just a a release, a way to channel my gifts that I've been given. And it has helped me through a lot of days that are really, really tough. Sure, sure. It's, you know, you are so upbeat. It's hard to believe that that you're having challenges, but you know, we all do. Oh. So, you know, um, I, I think you know how to manage that. And obviously through your creativity and through the work that you do on social media, that seems like a good good way to handle things when there, when there's some challenges, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you're self-taught and I I admire that because, you know, that's just something we live in a world where people are so used to being, oh, well, show me how regimented school, I need somebody to teach me. 
but you're self-taught. So you're self-taught woodworker and flag maker. Do you have any advice you can give for young people who are thinking of pursuing a creative path? Just do it. Just try it. Don't look at the people that are experts and compare yourself to those people. I think that's where a lot of people get sidetracked is they see what other people have done, but they don't see the struggle that it took mm -hmm. and the mistakes that those people made to get there. Mm -hmm. That's why I try to keep my things real and to tell people, you know, I just did a video on LinkedIn where I showed my first project. It was when my husband was alive. Yes. We had, and I don't know if you saw that video, but we had, it was one of the last things that we were doing together. It was our dining room. Mm -hmm. that he completely redid. And my my involvement in that was like picking out the colors and, and all of that. And we got it done. It was right before Christmas. And then all of a sudden, like the last finishing touches I wanted, we had these curio cabinets. And, and mind you, this is like an 1818 farmhouse. So there's these built-ins. And all I wanted was to display his grandma's dishes. And sure. I wanted these little plate rails put up. Yes. And Gary was like, I don't have time for that. He was out working in something in the garage and I'm thinking, what is he doing out there? But he handed me like these little strips of wood and this tiny little hammer and this little hacksaw. Mm -hmm. And he's like, here, if you want it done, you do it. And I'm thinking, what am I going to do with that? Yes. Well, here he was making bird boxes for me. So I felt like a real jerk when I figured that out. But <laughs> I shared that story on LinkedIn because I wanted to show people this was the first thing I did. And they look at, I mean, they might look at this beautiful workbench behind me. Mm -hmm. and think, well, I can't do that without knowing the backstory that, that those hutches were really the first thing I ever did. So I really try to keep it real Yes. and tell people that, look, this is where I started was with yeah. this. And even then I was like, how am I going to do this? I'm going to screw this up. And, you know, if I mess up, well, it's his fault. He, he left me in charge of this. So, yeah, I really try to, I guess is the moral of the story is to show people that start small, that yeah. everybody and I still have much to learn. Mm -hmm. But everybody had to start somewhere. Yeah. And I think also you weren't afraid to fail. You know, yeah. you weren't sitting there thinking about the end. You know, you weren't thinking about, well, it's got to be elaborate. It's got to look, you know, you said, hey, let me just let me just give this a try and see what happens. Yep, and I think, happens. yeah, <laughs> I think so many people, they overthink it. And, you know, nowadays we have so much information online that can help you. Like I'm sure if you Google whatever it is you're trying to do, there's a YouTube video on it. And, you know, you prove that it, anything is possible because you did not have a background. You were not formally, I want to emphasize that you were not taught because I always say self-taught. I wanted to really make a point that you went and figured it out and you figured yeah. it out at a time where you were going through a tragedy. So, yeah. and you're still right. You know, and at the same time you're raising young children. So right. that's not lost on me. I'm a parent and, Thank you. you know, and it's hard work with me and my wife raising yeah. two kids. So I have a lot of empathy for you knowing that it's not easy what you had to go through and to be able to still, and your kids seem like they're doing fine. So you are really obviously great done kids. a great job. So yeah. what a blessing that, you. you know, that you you've gone through this and, and still, still managed to keep going. So thank you. I just really wanted to emphasize to people, you know, anything's possible when, when we see the challenges you've gone through and what you're doing now. If you just don't give up. And one thing I want to touch on with mistakes, mm -hmm. I don't think you should be afraid of making mistakes because I can tell you sometimes I've made them like even in a project, I've made mm -hmm. a mistake Yes. and then I have to figure out how to correct it. Mm -hmm. And really the finished product most times turns out even better oh, yeah. than what I had planned. Yes. Yes. No, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Curious. Where did you get the Miss DeWalt title. <laughs> I know that I've seen that somewhere on a video, but please share that. 
Okay, so that was, it's a long story, but I had at the time, because I, I come from, I'm a paralegal. That is my yes. background. I was working at a courthouse. I had a job I absolutely love. And so all of, most all of the people coming in to testify, I was a grand jury coordinator. So in keeping with the grand jury schedule, most of the people coming in to testify were police officers. So sure. long story short, I won a contest through DeWalt. And so my police officer friend started calling me Mr. Walt as an, as a, like kind of a funny joke yeah. nickname because there is a Miss Makita. Yes. I don't know if you're aware of her. She's looks a little different sure, <laughs> than, sure. than how I portray myself, but they're like, Hey, you're like our version of Miss Makita. You're our Mr. Walt. So I was like, aha, real funny. And then like the idea around that time for me to have a YouTube channel began. And I'm like, this is really something I need to do. What do I call it? And I was going to be Miss Fix It. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, I'm like, that's just, that doesn't sound right. That isn't me. I'm like, when they keep calling me Mr. Walt, what the heck? I, yes. I kind of just adopted it. I'm like, I like it. They're not going to stop calling me that. And then my friends started calling. So it just kind of took off. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to own it. Yes. So and I saw, I, I saw an interview. Great. I saw an interview where they were, where I think someone was talking to you about being approached by, you know, like maybe getting sponsorship from DeWalt because I see you showing their work. And, and, and I think you'd shared that, you know, you're not representing them, but right. Why haven't, I don't understand why they haven't approached you at this point, because in our minds, when we see that, I naturally assume, wow, she's working for them or she's representing them in some form or another. Yeah. I seen a boat on this, you know. I think they are too. And can I just share with you that I did, we talked about, you know, sometimes you do have life's disappointments. My goal for them, I really wanted to be the first woman featured mm -hmm. in their advertising. And yesterday they featured a woman. And it wasn't me. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry Thank to hear that. Well, but I have to, you know, yesterday was rough. Mm -hmm. Because, that, you know, when you work for something and you think you deserve it, it's like sure. a really hard not to feel sorry for yourself. But I'm like, today I'm, I'm realizing that I feel like part of my purpose was to open the door sure. for other women. And so like for that, I at least feel like I did yes. I what I was also supposed to do. Yeah, I can also tell you that, you know, God works in, in certain ways, strange ways. And I know. <laughs> there's an opportunity out there for you. And like you said, it's just staying positive. You know, yeah. one door is closed, another is going to be open. And right. I believe you probably opened that door for that. For I the, do. For that person. I, do. I believe that. I honestly believe that. Yeah. And it also has probably changed their mindset. Believe me, they know who you are. I know. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've talked to them. I know. I, I know people. <laughs> yes. They're yes. high up. So they, they're very well aware of me. And I don't know that they don't have something else planned for me in the future. Yeah. And it could be bigger and better. So I know that's, you know, that is my hope. And most important, what's happening is you enjoy the work you do. That's obvious. I do. And we live in a time where a lot of people don't love the work that they do. You do. That's that's a rarity that people get to do the work that they love. And, you know, I think as we get older, I'm, I'm about the same age as you. And I am. I'm born in 71, too. So OK, awesome. Yeah. And what I've learned and, and, and I think you can speak to this is that. I've seen peers, it's sadly, but I've seen people who've passed at my age. And as you're getting up in age, you start realizing life is short. We're not here. Yeah. For you have to do the things that you enjoy that make you happy at some point, if not now, when, you know, you know, right. so 
I think it's a blessing that you are able to do the things you enjoy. If you continue doing that and you're doing a good job, which you are, you, you are easy to be discovered. You're good at what you do. The opportunity is going to come that I have no doubt. Thank you. So thank you. I, I, you know, I wish you continued success with that. Now you have very creative and entertaining videos. What's your (laughs) process for coming up with these? That's what Uh, I'm really curious about. How do you come up with these ideas? I know you're writing it down, but can you share the process in which you do that? I often think there has to be some type of divine intervention, to be quite honest with you. There are ideas that come to me. I'm like, that that didn't come from me. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I just, I think what I really pride myself on is I'm one of many woodworkers, Mm -hmm. but I can see there's a definite difference and I'm not, it's just my own personal style. I try to take a project and not just do a time-lapse video and put music to it. I try to turn it into like an actual music video production Yes, I've noticed around that. whatever I'm doing. So I will, you know, if I, I feel like I need to dress up in a certain way yes. to go with a theme or I, I really put a strong, a lot of importance on the music I choose, mm-hmm. that it goes with what I'm doing. I'm more theatrical maybe than a lot of my peers. Sure. I can see and that. So I'll just film things. And I really like when I go to edit that I'm very particular and nitpicky about my actions and the music matching up. Sure. So I really enjoy that part. So a lot of people are like, you need to hire somebody. And I'm like, no, because I really want to have my hand. I really want it to be the best reflection of me. Like I have a feeling someone else edited, I'd be editing. Their be different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> you know? yes. Because there is a look like when I see your videos, like I remember the Christmas videos that you had the different days yeah. of Christmas. And it, there's a certain feel to the work that you do that I could, all right. It would be different if somebody else did it. That's all I can I say. agree. I, yeah. I, I think there's, I'm like, all right, I know, I know this is going to be entertaining. I know it's going to draw you in. And it's also who you are. That's what's most important. You're just being you, which is so important, you know? So, you know, you're active on social media. This question I know, TikTok is your favorite. And can you share why TikTok is such a great platform for you based on what you're doing? Because it's the platform where all of my strengths come together the best. (laughs) That's why I think that it's where, because I feel like everywhere else was kind of like a good training place for me and then when TikTok came about it was like oh my because I'll I'll share with you there was one platform I tried sure it was Reddit yeah yeah I'm familiar with Reddit (laughs) people were nasty nasty in the woodworking community I thought oh good here's another community like Instagram where all the woodworkers are all so supportive and I went on there and it was like what are you doing? You're not like us why are you dancing why are you like bebopping why Why are you different? And I was like, I got the clear message that you're yeah. unlike us and you don't belong. Yeah. So then TikTok came around and I was like, oh, thank, thank goodness. Finally, yes. the place where I feel like I fit in and mm-hmm. to where what I'm doing is expected and it's welcome. Yeah. I always say you got to get in where you fit in. You got to get in where you fit in. So that makes sense. And, you know, it's, I I find it so unnecessary to be nasty. Like the energy it takes, like why, why not just ignore it? Like if you don't like what I'm doing, just ignore it and 
and mind your business and keep going. Nobody asked yeah. you for your, I, I just, I, know. I feel there's something wrong with people who have to go out of their way yeah. to say something mean and unkind. It's just, I it's, don't understand it. And I'm glad, are you glad we don't understand it? Cause if I we did, we would be nasty people too. Yeah. But, but just move along. Why? Yeah. But I've noticed because sometimes I get really upset and I, then I just out of curiosity, look at their profiles. Yes. To see, well, you're such an authority on this subject. And I look at their stuff and I'm like, Oh, zero content. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, there you go. It takes a lot of courage yeah. to put yourself out there yeah, because you are going to be judged and you're going to find that there are a few that for whatever reason, feel better about themselves by tearing other people down. And mm -hmm. like, that's, that is hard to deal with. Yeah. I have a hard time. Yeah. I'll like tell that. you a quick story. I was, um, so I have a skill trade job platform and I started going on the uh, Facebook pages of skill trades, people like carpenters. And, and I was sharing some information on salaries and just the type of jobs. And this guy started like lashing out at me saying, well, that's not what I make here. And I said, well, listen, hey, you know what? I'm doing this to help expose our young people. Why don't you tell me? Why don't you maybe come on a day in the life? So I challenged him. Look, hey, I'm not an expert because he's like, oh, you're not a you're not a blue collar person. I'm like, you're right. I'm not. I agreed with him right away. And I said, but why don't you come on on and, and show me and teach me? And then the people Did he? were he didn't he didn't. And the people who were on the on the I guess who were in the uh, group started attacking him. Because I'm saying, look, purpose of what I'm doing, I want to help teach our young people how to get into professions. So I'm here to help. Do you want to help? Share some advice to help some young people, you know? And to me, yeah. you should say yes. Because I said, look, your experience, you're telling me you know the industry. Why wouldn't you take five minutes to help a high schooler? Because my, my target audience to teach people about the trades are you. And yeah. to me, it tells me a lot. Like if you, to me, if you can't take five minutes to share your knowledge to help our young people... That tells me a lot about you. That's everything you needed to know. That's all I need and to I know. Because all of us were young at one point. You know, yeah. all of us were young at one point. I always say, somebody helped you. And I told him, I said, yeah. somebody helped all of us. I said, if yeah. you're over 30, at some point, somebody helped you. Yeah. You know, And if you don't get it, and he went quiet, because he, he couldn't really attack me, because I wasn't, right. I didn't attack him back. I kind of took the wind out of his sail. He wanted me to attack him back. And I said, no, look, here's what I'm doing. Here's why I'm doing it. Why yep. don't you come and help me? Why don't you come and we'll do an interview? And he yeah. was shocked because he, you know, and that's why I say like some people are just looking, they're looking for a reaction. They want you to, you know, they want you to take the bait. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not taking the bait, you know. Exactly. And you did the right thing. You called, you called him on it and he cowered down. And, you know, it's, I've had the same situation where sometimes I don't have to do anything where yeah. my followers are like, you know, they put people in their place. Yes. And, you know, it's funny. I did have one video a couple of weeks ago where people, for whatever reason, just latched on to it. I had a chainsaw and I think that had a lot to do with it. And for whatever reason, that seems to threaten people, but oh, no. um, I, <laughs> I, had, <laughs> I had one guy that just was really nasty. And later on in the day, he came back and I, I didn't, I didn't take the bait. And later on, he came on and he apologized to me. Yes. No, that's and he good. Said, you know what? I'm really sorry. And I said, you know what? It's okay. I forgive you. And everyone's having a hard time right now. And no big deal. We're yeah. still friends. It's all good. Yeah, I think people catch themselves too, because sometimes they might be able to look at what they, they can reflect. Maybe he probably looked and reflected and said, wow, that probably wasn't the nicest yeah. thing. You know, so good that he had yeah. that self-awareness to do that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm curious, you know, like you, are your kids on social media? So do they follow you or? They do. Or they, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So what do they think? Do they give you feedback or do they? Oh, 
<laughs> I'm curious because the they're time. a little older. They're yeah. teenagers and your daughter's a little older. So yeah. So they've been embarrassed by me before, okay. of course, but really at the end of the day, they're, they're very proud of me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like my son, I think at one point wasn't quite sure how he thought about me being on TikTok, but then like sure. a lot of girls and some of the boys in his class, this was a couple years ago, like last year, they followed me. And when they oh. found out that I was his mom, they were like, hey, that's cool. And he came home. He's like, hey, mom, this cute girl follows you. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, can you give her a shout out? Can you follow her back? And like, then it was okay. Now you're playing matchmaker for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like, right. Or like things come in the mail. Like there's a lot of products, which I'm really thrilled that people would want me to demonstrate their product and, sure. and put it, you know, put my spin on it. But like a lot of times things will come in the mail and they're like, hey, can we have that when you're done? And, and that, so that kind of, that's kind of neat for them. So yeah. I just think it's really important to show kids that no matter how old you are, you can still have dreams. And yes. I want to show them that you, if you work hard for something that your dreams can come true. Yeah. And you know what else is good is having your kids online. It's a litmus test for, I always say, if I post something, would my kids be embarrassed or would it yeah. be ashamed of what I'm saying? And, yeah. and my, my kids are a little younger. I have a 12-year-old son, 10-year-old daughter. They're just, my 12-year-old started to get a little bit on social media. But, you know, everything you do, there's nothing that you've done, I can say personally, that just watching that I feel you, you'd be embarrassed if yeah. your kids saw. And I think that that is a testimony to your character. And I think it's so important as a parent, I don't want to post something. If I'm being nasty to somebody online. Would my kids be proud of that? No. Yeah, that <laughs> no. one or my dad, because my, my dad. Yeah, parents. Too. Yes. My yes. dad, my eighty-year-old father, will say, "Hey, I saw your YouTube video and blah blah blah." And so, yeah, I definitely try to be very careful. There are a few times, like there was one time I used a song that did have a, a bad word in it, but I made sure I bleeped it out. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's others that I'm like, that just cry. And I don't care how popular that is on TikTok. I'm not going to use that song because like there's some that I'm like, eh, no, that crosses the line. So I really try to be very careful to not show anything. I mean, I've reshot things that like maybe I bent over and I didn't know you could see it on my shirt sure, or something, sure, you know, sure. like I've reshot entire sequences <laughs> because it shifted. And so I really try to be careful to to watch the message that I put out there and what I'm wearing and like the music I'll use. And and by the way, that, that song, like the swear word wasn't that bad, but still I didn't want it. Like I made sure I coughed. I think I coughed over it. Sure. I, I did a voiceover and I coughed. Nice. <laughs> nice. You, you have some good editing skills. <laughs> yeah. You have some great editing skills. Thanks. So, you know, I think it's important, you know, like you're, it's important to acquire data. Because social platforms are based on data and data ensures, you know, how you'll connect with your audience and platforms. Can you share with us how you're determining success with the with the posts and that you're doing on on various platforms? Are you kind of watching the data to see, you know, how your um, how your posts are performing all the time? And have you seen like a pattern or anything? Yes. Um, so I'll, I pay a lot of attention to that. It's kind of a double-edged sword because I have to remember that my whole purpose is to inspire people. Sure. And I do get a lot of messages from people saying, hey, we tried that or you inspired me to do this or whatever. So there's that side of it. Okay, mm -hmm. so my main purpose is to inspire, but it's really hard to look at something and go, oh my gosh, only three people, not three people, like 300 people watch that. And I spent an hour doing that video. And so there's like, it's a constant struggle between watching, engaging, you know, like, 
oh, hardly anybody saw that, but hey, I really want to inspire people. Um, but I really, I really pay attention to analytics a lot. TikTok right now, I feel like the more people that come on the platform, the harder things are to see mm-hmm. and your exposure. But I try not to put all of my eggs in one basket. So I'm I'm on a lot of different platforms. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that. Are you seeing that? Are you starting to understand the audience that you're attracting? So do you, have you noticed like, okay, it's a lot of young women, young men, older women, older women. Are you seeing some kind of patterns now? On TikTok, I have 80% females following wow. me. Wow. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. Where the other platforms are mainly men. Okay. I'm yeah. getting everybody really. Yeah. In one no, shape or form. So I'm happy with that. Definitely. I would like my TikTok growing, it would be lovely to be 50 50. Sure. But at least, you know, women, that was the segment I set out to reach. Mm-hmm. Um, so there I am doing that. Yeah. You know, another thing too, I might think that you should do is maybe partnerships with some of the local education, some of the schools. I'm not sure if you've ever given thought to that, but I think you could really reach out and connect with some folks through the schools, especially, you know, your son's in high school already. So, you know, if you have a relationship with the schools, I think that that would really help some young women because as I'm sure you're aware there are not a lot of women in the skill trades. There are not a lot of women who do what you do. And I think if you start targeting the schools, you know, I think you have a lot, a lot of value you can bring. Yeah, and, thank uh, you. Yeah, I would have I, to get over my fear of stage fright for his outgoing. As what? I like, at least with the video, I can record and then I can edit. Sure. So public speaking has always terrified me. Yeah. So I would have to overcome that if I were to do that. Or maybe I could just record messages and have them watch it or whatever. I'd have to start small. But like Cameron's carpentry class, there are no females in it. Yeah. And you know what? I think also if you're doing it in a small group where maybe you're in there actually doing the work that you wouldn't even be thinking of it as public speaking because you'd just be doing what you normally do. Right. And how powerful. I just believe that that would be really powerful for those young women I do too. Who are, who are undecided. I, you probably feel really, I think it's something you personally just, the feeling I get from you is you would enjoy something. Like, that's just kind I of my, do too. yeah, yeah. yeah because, it's probably one of those situations that you're like, you freak out over. And then once you do it, you're like, Hey, that was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have a yeah. feeling it would be one of those, like, why was I so worried about that? Cause I've, I've had other things like that, that intimidated me in the past. And then once you get through it, you're like, why was I so afraid of that? That was actually really fun to do. Yeah. So I could see me maybe one day doing that. Yeah, I feel like I'm making an impact now, at least I I feel like a lot of young girls watch my videos and maybe they don't want to grow up and be an electrician or whatever, but maybe they want to do, maybe they want to be a maker. Maybe they want to just be self-sufficient and pick up tools where maybe they were intimidated before because they hadn't seen other women doing it. Yeah. I also think that it's just a, it's a good skill set to have. Yeah. If you're going to live in a home, which most people will. Yeah. (laughs) The ability to do those things are going to save you money. And I think a lot of young people underestimate that. And I get it. Maybe they have an apartment when they're just getting started. But eventually, at some point, even if you have an apartment, everything is not on the landlord to fix. There's some things that you can just learn how to fix yourself. So it's something that they're going to encounter at some point. Exactly. Or say you just want to put up shelves or say you just want to, you know, do like a small plumbing job or whatever. There are a lot of things that, yeah, that that you don't have to be a skilled trade to, there are a lot of things that are going to come up that you need to care of. As we all know, things come up daily here. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> and if you buy like furniture at, you know, like when you're young, you don't buy the best furniture. You, a lot of times yeah, you exactly. buy furniture that you have to put together. <laughs> like, you know, when you were just getting started, I'm sure like, you know, we came up at a time where we didn't just have everything. We just didn't go to a store and got the brand new newest furniture when we were just getting started. You know, you had to put some things together. Yeah. And so um, yeah, that could definitely help them. Final question for you. I really appreciate your time. Oh, what is success? Yeah. What does success look like for you? You know what? I think that my answer is probably a lot different than I think a lot of people think success equals money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and not to say that I don't want my bills paid and all of that. I mean, that that's great. But for me, success is doing what you love, mm-hmm. being able to take care of the people around you and doing serving the purpose that we were all put here for. To me, that would be success. It's fulfilling the reason I'm here. Amen. Jennifer, can you share how people can find you? Sure. I am. If you just Google Miss DeWalt, all of my accounts will pop up. But I'm on YouTube under that or just Jennifer Klein, Miss DeWalt. If you hit those two things in, you'll find my Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, probably Facebook. Excellent. Excellent. So any of those. Excellent. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for being on the Skill Stadium podcast. I will make sure that your information will be in the uh, notes you. for the podcast. And awesome. it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much. I wish you, you a wonderful day and continued <laughs> success. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. My pleasure. <laughs> Take care. Thank you for listening to Skill Stadium. It would mean so much if you left a review on iTunes and told your family and friends about the podcast.